Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by a very special guest all the way over in the US, um, the fabulous Christina with her own company, Publicity by Christina. Now, if you haven't heard of her, she is very much a forward-thinking podcast publicist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility and go from the best-kept secret to the go-to expert in their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. Um, I'm not going to introduce all of her because I am so excited for Christine to tell me a little bit about herself. Christina, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You know that I love my Aussies um, (laughs) and I love, you know, working with Aussies and and all that type of good stuff. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. But I also know that you have people that work with you from all over the world. So really, really awesome to get in front of your audience and teach them a bit about how to get more visible on podcasts. Amazing. And I'm so grateful for your time. I'm, I'm sure someone would just going, oh, I don't know who she is. I'm like, this lady's a big deal. <laughs> so um, uh, I <laughs> oh, want to kind of get started because I always ask my audience, my um, my guests, these questions. Tell us a little about, and that's why I didn't want to read all of your bio because I really wanted you to share with us, how did you get into this business? Because it's a, it seems like a super niche and it seems like a genius niche all at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, it is super niche. And I'd love to talk a little bit about that. So probably like many people that are listening in today, they might have had a similar journey to me in the sense that they, you know, got done with school, got done with university, and then they kind of got started in their career, right? And they did that for a certain amount of time. And then they decided they wanted to have a kid, right? And and mm-hmm. that's what I did. I decided, you know, I was I was ready to have a kid. We were married at a certain point, And Um, when that happened, I had been working in the PR and marketing world for well over a decade. Um, when I decided to have my daughter and when we did, I just was like, you know what? I don't want to do this full time anymore. Like I'm, I'm not interested in doing this full time. And so I took about a year off of doing kind of any work other than mom work, which we all know is a whole lot of work. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just like a vacation basically. Um, so did all that. And then people started to reach out to me and they were like, hey, can you take on some contract work? Can you do, you know, some other work for us, particularly in the area of tourism? That was my my area of expertise. Right. And uh, so I started to do tourism PR for for places, you know, all around the states, but even also, you know, talking to people all around the world. And um, so I launched this course. And again, this might resonate with a lot of people. I launched this course and I did kind of what everybody told me to do. Mm-hmm. as opposed to what really made sense for what I was doing. And what I mean by that is the gurus that I was listening to at the time just said, hey, when you launch your course, dump a bunch of money into ads, do webinars, you're going to sell mm-hmm. like yeah. a bunch of courses, right? Off yeah. of that. That was not how it worked for me. It did not go down that way. And I did not sell a whole lot of stuff. And I want to be clear that, I was teaching a course on publicity and I did no publicity <laughs> on this course. Like I was like, like, this is a real face palm moment. And this doesn't, this isn't a blame of anyone else, but myself, I was just doing what I thought, you know, people were telling me, like, I was like, well, this yeah, is how you're people taking all say this, this, do this. So I guess I'm going to do it this way. 
And yeah, you're taking all this outside advice and you're not really listening to your gut and what kind of makes sense for you. And so the next time I went to launch my course, um, I was like, all right, this time I'm doing it my way. And I started to get myself booked on a lot of podcasts. I took all those skills from 10 plus years of doing PR and marketing work and pitching and got myself booked on a bunch of podcasts. And the difference that I saw, this was probably 2018, the difference that I saw in my business was night and day. People yeah. reaching out to me from all over the world. I remember having specifically even having um, some people from Australia and I was like, what? Like it just like <laughs> blew my mind that people were hearing about me from all over the world and they were asking me to consult. They were asking me to come speak at their events. They were just buying my course right off the shelf. And I was like, okay, there is something here with upping that no like, and trust factor through being a guest on the right podcast. Um, and so I did what I was doing for the next year or two COVID hit, as you can imagine in the world of travel and tourism, that took everything kind of right down to the studs. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that the work that I had to do wasn't really going to continue, but that was okay because I had had kind of this nudge to move into this arena anyways. And so really to kind of answer your question, I niched down into podcasts because I've done every kind of PR. I have worked mm -hmm. in TV, radio, print, all the things. And I see the most impact from podcasts. Amazing. And I believe in it the most. And so for me, that's why we've niched down completely. And this is the only type of um, work that we do with our clients. We don't work on other types of publicity. Amazing. Oh my God. I love that story. And Christina, can I tell you, I relate to so much of that because I'm like you, I've worked in, I've worked in marketing. I worked for 15 years when I started my own business a decade ago. Yep. And I still defer to yep. other people's wisdom because I think, oh, that they must know best. And we put aside all of yeah. our own, even our own instincts, which so it's like something about this doesn't feel right. I'm getting better at it now, I have to say. <laughs> and I love that you shared that. I'm so yeah, grateful. Yeah. So in terms of how do you work with people? Because I'm sure that a lot of my listeners are going, oh, so I can like, someone can help me do this. Is that a thing? <laughs> so if I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm like, this, yeah, sorry. <laughs> No, 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 you're okay. You're okay. I was just going to say that it is funny because people do have that like reaction a lot of times when they hear what I do. They're like, wait, so this, you have like a whole business based <laughs> on this? And I'm like, I do, I do. So it just, it just made me laugh when you said that because it is a very common reaction of people being like, wow, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, but it makes such logical sense because um, it's hard to pitch yourself out to especially big podcasts and they're just not going to look at you. And it's the same, um, like you and I would know this working in um, like marketing and PR and ads is you use agencies for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so it would make complete sense that there would be a podcast yes. agency like you. So tell me if I wanted to come and work yes. with you so that people, I guess I have no idea. What does that look like? You kind of work with us. It, it, it's a kind of like a PR basis, isn't it? We come and engage you for a while. So tell us what that would look like for a new client coming in. Yep. Yeah, for a new client that's coming in, we work with all of our clients for a year. So that is the contract time period that we work with them. And the first thing we do right off the bat is we get them into a messaging session with our messaging expert. Mm -hmm. And actually, our messaging expert is based out of Australia. She's a former client of ours. She is amazing. Um, and the reason that I do that, and I think it's one of the most important things to do is the clearer you are on your messaging, the bigger ROI you're going to have on your guesting. You're going to be really clear on 
what it is you want to be going on there and talking about the stories that you're going to want to be telling when you go and be a guest, all those things that just make it uh, a much, you know, a really worthwhile experience. So the first thing is the messaging session. Then we start to get all the assets and everything created. All this takes about a month to two months to get done. Then we start with the pitching. So that is where our you have a dedicated publicist. Our client have a publicist that knows their business inside and out. That doesn't mean that I'm not there, that our operations manager isn't there, all that type of thing. We're there, of yeah. course. But the publicist is really who's like, I am going to get them in front of the right audiences. And they're who's handy, handling the actual pitching yeah. to the podcast. Um, and so they start to do that. And we guarantee our clients... When they work with us, we guarantee that we'll get them on booked on 24 podcasts full of their ideal audience. Now, they may end up getting more than that, but that is our guarantee. So Amazing. we want to make sure that everybody is really clear on what it's going to look like on the back end. Of mm -hmm. course, I can't tell you what shows I'm going to be able to get you on. You know, we got to start pitching and, you That's know, get out it. there to be able to do that type of stuff. But it's going to I want look, I'm a small business owner, too. I want you to know what this investment is going to look like on the back end. I yes. want you to know that, hey, I'm going to do this. And not only am I going to get really clear on my messaging and get some great assets out of this, but I know that I'm going to be on at least 24 podcasts that have that ideal audience for me. Um, and I just think that's so important because a lot of people may have had experience working with PR agencies before, and there tends to be a little bit of a disconnect between <laughs> yes. what people expect and what the actuality is. Absolutely. So I like to keep that really clear, everyone on the same page from the get-go, and that works great for us. Brilliant. That's so good. And that all sounds so amazing, and I love that you have that clarity and transparency. But obviously that's um, when we're kind of like, I just want to hand it over to you and do all of the work. And I know that some of my yes. audience would be small yes. businesses that are like, that's not in my sure. budget right now. So um, yeah. if I wanted to get myself on some podcasts, what are some tips that you could share that would be really, really helpful? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love it because I want everyone to hear that this is something you can do. Mm -hmm. We are there to help people when they don't have the time, when they don't have the resources, you mm -hmm. know, like Sarah said, when they're kind of at a different level in their business. Yes. Yeah. But this is something that you can be doing from day one. OK, mm -hmm. so you can absolutely be getting out in front of your ideal audience. So we do offer a training called Hey, Bitch, Let's Pitch. Yes, that's the name of it. Um, and <laughs> that is so fun. <laughs> and just for everyone who's listening, we'll put a link to hey, bitch, let's pitch in the show notes because yes, yes. I love that you can learn yourself these skills. So super cool. Carry on, my yes, lovely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I do in that training is really give you the whole way that we pitch our clients, how we build our pitch templates, how we do research, um, you know, how we do follow up, all that type of good stuff so that this is something that you can take and run with on your own. So when you ask me about tips, one thing that I really, really like to stress to people is build a pitch template. And what I mean by that is you're literally going to have a template like in Gmail, you know, something like that, where 90% of your pitch is written. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you aren't having to reinvent the wheel every time you go out to send a pitch, because that can be a real barrier for people. They get really worked up over like, I don't, you know, they put that as a barrier in their head. Right. Like, yeah. feel like, well, I don't want, I don't have time to write a full pitch. I don't have time to do all this. And that I get you. I feel you. You know, mm -hmm. we do a pitch template for every one of our clients. And that way, stuff is 90% of the way done. And you just have to add on some personalization after listening to some of the podcasts that you're interested in pitching. Right. Amazing. And uh, so I think that that's a really great tip for people is like, 
figure out how to make it work for you. And for me, some of the kind of some of the more ways to help with the overwhelm are to have a pitch template. And then the other tip that I would give is to batch pitch. So um, this kind of will blow people's minds when I talk about this a little bit. I'm, I'm letting you guys in on a little secret, a little something that yes. I teach in the training. Juicy so you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you're welcome in advance. But, uh, you know, I really get overwhelmed at the thought of pitching every week. Right. Yes. So like for me, that would be really overwhelming. And honestly, I would continue to push it to the back burner. And I know that there are people that are <laughs> listening to this right now that are like, Yes. Like they're like <laughs> screaming at their, at their phone right now as they listen to this uh, podcast and they're like, yes, 100%. And so what I really recommend is what I call a pitch sprint. And what that means is once a quarter, you block out a full day and you pitch like 15, 16 podcasts. Okay. Wow. With the goal of getting on six of them. All right. So I really want people to be on two shows a month mm-hmm. on average. Yeah. All right. So every quarter, if you're getting on six shows, great. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of them might, you know, it might end up that four publish one month and two publish another month. That's OK. Right. Mm-hmm. We're just going for this two a month average. That's that's yeah. perfectly fine how it works out. But by doing a pitch sprint, you really can just dedicate yourself on that one day, one day, a quarter. I'm not even talking about once a month, one day, a quarter where you are just pitch, 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 pitch sending that out. And in the training, I talk about how to do that. And the other nice thing is that you can batch your follow-up two weeks later. All right. Mm -hmm. So you can just build in an hour of time two weeks later and be like, okay, now I'm just going to send all my follow-ups. And this method, really, I've had people write me and be like, that changed the way I thought about pitching Mm -hmm. because I was so hung up on doing it every week and I would just not do it every week and then I'd feel guilty. And so then I would just be like, well, I'm not even going to do it next week, you know, et cetera. <laughs> and so this was, this was, I, I, feel really, inside my head, Christina. I, I know, right. I know I'm, I'm inside. The thing is I'm inside my own head. That's why I developed this is I completely understand that. And I completely get that. And so I think that that's a really great tip for people to kind of wrap their mind around it is like, just set aside one day, a quarter and you know, you're going to be good to go. Mm. Oh, I love that. So juicy. And so the course that you've got, hey, bitch, let's pitch. I just think that's the coolest name <laughs> ever. Um, people can just access it anytime and do it in their own pace. Yeah, it's not a kind of live thing. Correct. Great. Yes, it's a two hour. It's a two hour recorded training with some bonuses, mm-hmm. um, like bonus templates and stuff like that. So it's really, really easy for you to just grab it, take whenever, take it whenever you want amazing and um i've got i've got a couple more questions for you because i obviously see from the outside looking in i've watched your business for a while you can i just have a little brag for you you've had your your clients on some amazing podcasts yeah and yes, is that just, I, is I mean, always, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> and in terms of doing that is cause I feel like we get really daunted. Like I couldn't pitch to them because they're so big. What are your thoughts on that? I think that that is a mindset that you would do well to shed. Um, <laughs> and the reason, the reason that I want to say that is you see some of these shows that we've gotten our clients on, like, I'm just going to say, for example, um, online marketing with Tyler McCall, right? Or the, yes. or the, um, that is a show that a lot of people know, right? Mm-hmm. That was pitched from a tiny little office in Bilbao, Spain by one of my publicists who didn't have any connections, who didn't have anything like that, who just sent a really solid pitch. Wow. And so I want to reiterate to you that 
if the pitch is there and it's at the level that you want it to be at, you will get bookings. Um, I do think that it's important to not go for just the big ones. Okay. Mm -hmm. And going for big ones, like I'm not saying don't do it, but I am saying the riches are in the niches. You know, that expression, that is so true when it comes to podcasts as well. Our clients, like we've gotten them on some big shows and that's fantastic. It's wonderful for their credibility. You know, absolutely great. Mm -hmm. But does it make them as much money as some of these smaller niche shows? Mm. No. Wow. No. And I think that that's really important for you to keep in mind is like, think of who those ideal audiences for you to get, you know, for you to get in front of. We had, um, um, this is just an example, but like one of our clients, she was on a show for, uh, like people that use cry cut machines, like very, very niche. Oh, yeah, like we call them had in Australia. Both- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cricket. I think that's actually what they're called everywhere. I think I just say it sounded like that because I don't use them. Like cry oh, cut, but it. I think you're right. They are cricket. I, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's me, not, a non crafter. I'm um, <laughs> saying what it's called. But that's but a good following. She was, those on a, she was on a show. Sh- yeah, she did that and got multiple signups for her membership from that. Wow. So, I think it's important to to keep in mind that like know that your audience can be in a lot of different places and that yes. it doesn't bigger doesn't equal better. Yes. Um, uh, you know, really just being really strategic about where you're getting in front of, um, right. I think is is kind of more the mindset to have is like, does this make sense as opposed to is this the biggest? Yes. Oh, I love that. And um, it's really, really interesting because I get a lot of people send me pictures and there's, yeah. it makes me laugh that they're so badly done because um, I don't <laughs> It doesn't know. make me laugh. It makes me angry. <laughs> oh, I know. Sorry. And then none of them come from your team, just to be honest. Um, and the first thing people do is pitch blokes on my show. So I am a female show and I only promote other female entrepreneurs. And I'm sorry to all the blokes that are mm-hmm. listening. Go you for tuning in to me. But that is my, that is my mission right. in the world. And that's what I do. And sure. then when people pitch these blokes and I'm like, um, this is a female show. And if you had listened to it, you would see that I only interview female guests. And I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by how badly those are often done. And I guess um, if you are going to pitch yourself, probably a good tip to look into the podcast first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely a good tip. You know, um, one of the reasons why we have this guarantee and, and the reason that I want to, it goes back to what you just said is there's a lot of people out there that pitch with what we call the spray and pray method. Yes. So that means they just send a cruddy pitch to a bunch of people and pray that they get some yeses. Right. Mm -hmm. And those yeses that they get are typically not from shows that are really that great of shows anyways. Right. Yeah. And the reason that they do that, like perhaps they are an agency like us, but a lot of times, they go off of, hey, we send a certain amount of pitches a month, yes, right? That's like kind of what they say. It? We send 50 pitches a month. We send 100 pitches a month. And in my opinion, there are people that disagree with me, but in my opinion, you as the client shouldn't care how many pitches I send. What you should care about is the result on the back end. Yes. And so we are pitching. At, that is part of the reason why we have this guarantee, but we don't spray and pray. Mm -hmm. Our acceptance rate and response rate are more than double the standard because we are pitching at such a high level. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important for for people to hear is like, you don't have to send out the most pitches. You just have to send out the best pitches. Yeah. And so I would rather spend 
30 minutes on a pitch, 45 minutes on a super solid pitch and know that that's going to have a 50% response rate to that as opposed to do this spray and pray and just kind of see what happens. Right. So I think that there's a different kind of shift there. And I do think that like, you should know that you can be sending really high quality pitches. And that's why I say when you have that pitch sprint day, you should be sending like 12 to 15 pitches. This isn't like a crazy amount. This isn't a spray and pray like hundred pitches that are going out. No, no, no. I want you to spend the time to get that done correctly. And that's why when I say have 90% of your pitch done in that pitch template so that you're able to add in that 10%, that 10% is personalized to that show, right? Mm -hmm. That 10% is saying, Hey, Sarah, I was listening. I loved what you had to say about this and that. I really took away X, Y, Z. Now I'm going to get into my pitch, right? Right. Um, And so I think that there's just a different mindset that needs to happen there. It's not more pitches equals better. It's good pitches, solid pitches equals better. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Amazing tips. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it, yes, I, I love, love it. all I love of those. It. And I, I think I've done exactly what you were saying, gone, I should be doing it every week and how the heck do I fit that into my busy schedule? And then the idea of yep. doing a sprint and that actually that number like 12 to 15 feels really doable. I think I probably listened to that many right. podcasts. <laughs> I'm a a big podcast consumer. I love them. Um, And I love when people tell me that they listen to my podcast. It still feels super exciting when people are like, oh, I was listening to you. Of course it it is. It feels so intimate and lovely. So um, I love, love those those tips. So, um, Christina, any last words of sage advice for my audience to help them if they're wanting to put themselves out as a podcast episode just before we wrap up? (laughs) I have one last thing that I like to say, and that is just do it. Mm. Just do it. Like, I know that there are people that are listening right now that even hearing me talk about this makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It makes them scared. It makes them think like, what if I say something wrong? Or what if I do, what if I go ahead and pitch and then I, and then I actually get a yes and I have to go <laughs> be a guest, you know, and X, Y, Z. And people just get very nervous about this. And the thing that I want to tell you is I want you to think for a second about what you think is the worst thing that can happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the worst thing that can happen? by being a guest on someone's podcast. And there's going to be a myriad of reasons why people think this. But I truly, if I can impart nothing on you today, it is that I truly, truly believe that the worst thing that can happen is that you don't put yourself out there. Your business will not grow. You will not bring in new clients, new customers, et cetera, if you are not getting out in front of new people. I stumble over my words all the time. I accidentally swore on a podcast yesterday. These things happen. (laughs) It's okay. You know, it's okay. It's okay. So just know that you can do this. These opportunities don't fall into your lap. You need to be proactive about it. But the worst thing that can happen is just not putting yourself out there and getting in front of new audiences. Such great advice, Christina. I absolutely love that. And I hope that everyone's listening truly heard that because we all can hide and imagine what if we did this and Christina has thrown out a challenge. You need to just do it. And I love those words of wisdom. Mm So, um, For everyone listening, um, please do go and check out my show notes to connect with Christina and her amazing business and her very cool um, online course on Let's Hey Hey Bitch, Let's Pitch. My goodness, I'm stumbling over my own words. Um, Christina, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so privileged to have you as a guest on my show. Um, You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. And I'm so glad I could get in front and talk to your audience today. 
Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you the same time next week on The Social Circus. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favourite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.